baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories in Richmond. And uh, we'll start off with the weather because everyone loves to talk about the weather. Or deal That's with right. It. But nobody does anything about it. Exactly. Yeah, no one, no <laughs> one tries to change the weather. Um, nope. We might actually get our first winter storm in Virginia, uh, you know, our, our first true winter storm in Virginia uh, tonight into tomorrow. Um, while here it's mostly going to be rain um, to our west, potentially even Goochland and Louisa, maybe even a little bit of, of well, Fluvanna County, um, those areas could see a little bit of ice. And on the yeah. other side of the mountains, a lot more ice. A whole lot of ice. Yeah, that's a they have ice storm warnings, if I'm not mistaken, for like west of the Blue Ridge. And that is nothing to mess with. Yeah, they were talking, uh, Andrew Frieden over at NBC12, our partner over at NBC12 was saying like a quarter to a half an inch. That that weighs down trees. That causes power outages. That's, that's That certainly problem. does. That could cause some issues for sure. Now, that's the type of ice storm where if you're outside, you can hear the tree branches. <laughs> snap. Falling. Yeah, that's not a good sound. You know, or, or trees falling or, um, you know, the right. ice coming off of, off of uh, stuff as, you know, as uh, it starts to melt a little bit. Right. And that's usually a good thing. But, you 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 know, when the ice starts to melt, but you have to be careful that you're not walking under a power line at that point. You get hit by an ice or, uh, or underneath, ice, the, uh, or underneath ice the branch when it gets too heavy and falls. Right. Off. Exactly. So lots of dangers before and after ice storms. Right. Exactly. Um, before, during and after. <laughs> the good news is that they aren't expecting that type of ice uh, on this side of the Blue Ridge, on this side of the mountains. Uh, so even in the areas uh, that I mentioned earlier, you you shouldn't see too many power outages, a little bit of slick spots, you know, be careful walking um, and also be aware that there could be black ice Friday morning. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. And just in case there are um, school closures, uh, we will have a link at our website so you can go check it out and see what schools are open and closed, what daycares are open and closed, things along that line. And usually within our network and people who report to us, there are some people on the Western fringes that report to us as far as um, uh, school closing. So, you know, it could be that Louisa decides to close or something like that. Nelson County. Nelson Nelson County. County. Fluvanna. And there's uh, uh, certainly certainly, uh, folks on the Western fringes of our immediate listening area are under the gun for possibly not having school tomorrow. And if you happen to be driving in that general area, um, AAA has some advice for you. (laughs) Yeah. And if you remember last year, they had the uh, thing on 95 uh, where people were stranded for days on end because of a storm that started as rain and ended as snow. We're not expecting any of that here except rain ending as ice on the western part of the state. But um AAA is reminding you that if you ever find yourself as winter approaches, if you ever find yourself in, and granted the 95 issue is like once in a blue moon kind of thing, but it was the 
quote unquote, perfect storm of things that happened to create that situation. And if that ever happens again, or if anything happens where you're found yourself stopped on the highway, it's good to have an emergency kit available that has certain items in it. First of all, the regular emergency kit things you think of when you think of winter driving, including, uh, you know, uh, making sure that you have a, a flashlight with extra batteries, making sure that you have a, 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 a basic toolkit, anything like that, and a ice scraper with brush and a, a snow shovel. In addition to all that, in light of what happened on 95 last year, he recommends, Morgan Dean from AAA Mid-Atlantic recommends that you have uh, extra warm clothing packed in that emergency kit. And that includes like gloves, hats, scarves, blankets, uh, plenty of uh, uh, charging devices. If you, uh, you know, make sure your phones are charged, but not only that, if you have kids in the car, make sure that they have electronic devices charged because they're just sitting there they're not going to be very happy and they want to be occupied by a movie or something. So make sure that you have all that there and uh, drinking water and non-perishable snacks for, because you're going to get hungry if they're, you know, if, if you're there for 30 plus hours or however long it was that people were stranded on 95 last year um, and uh, make sure that uh, you don't, you have uh, not only those things for human passengers, but also if you're traveling with pets too. So it's something to keep in mind. And unfortunately, we had that situation on 95 to remember or to remind us of, you know, the absolute worst case scenario. But it's good to be prepared for the absolute worst case scenario. And and AAA is good at reminding people about that. So uh, it's good advice to have, especially, you know, you never know what's going to happen on 81 if you're traveling on that you know, yeah. side of the high, uh, side of the state this uh, tomorrow or Friday. Yeah. yeah, you know, there could be an issue there where you're stranded. Um, there was a situation on 81 in Southwest Virginia a few years back where they're uh, they in extreme Southwest Virginia near Bristol, where they had a snowstorm and people were stranded on the highway there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like t- tomorrow the biggest issue will be 81 like <clears throat> north towards yeah. uh, Harrisonburg. But right. if you go you know, up toward real- Winchester, be- yeah. beware. That that being said, it could be all over eighty one. So just be just be aware. So absolutely. So moving on, uh, we had a couple of uh, big stories today uh, outside of the weather, um, and uh, this one is a story we've been following a little bit this month. Um, and and uh, Jeff, you handled this one. Um, the ABC and Gormelts seem to have come to a detente, an agreement, something yeah. along that line. Yeah, uh, the bottom line is that uh, the alcohol license will be restored at the Gourmelts restaurant in Spotsylvania County on uh, December 23rd. That's three weeks after a search happened at the uh, restaurant. Uh, December 2nd was the date of that search. And the reason that search happened is because the Spotsylvania court back in November uh, suspended the... um, restaurants, alcohol licenses because of COVID violations yeah. and um, going back even further yeah, during they, the, they, the they, pandemic before anyone got vaccinated, there were, yeah. of course, very, uh, there were some, some rules about, you know, gathering in restaurants during COVID and yeah, the occupancy, things like that. Yeah. Occupancy and, 
And the uh, owner of this particular restaurant did not agree with any of the uh, the rules uh, by Governor Northam. And subsequently, his alcohol license was suspended in November. He kept on selling alcohol, allegedly, past that November time where the court ruled, which led to the December 2nd search. Now, going back maybe a week or so ago, Governor Yunkin uh, came out with this executive order requiring a statewide review of all these COVID violations. Yeah. And now we get this agreement between uh, ABC and Gormelts. Uh, there's some interesting verbiage in this agreement. Now, they don't have it verbatim on here, but they do quote a little bit of it, yeah. this release. But they once again, they say that their um, uh, licenses will be restored on December 23rd. But they also say that the as a result of this agreement, uh, neither party is uh, admitting to or denying any liability or wrongdoing on any part on either side. So really, really what this amounts to is everyone came to an agreement. Hey, we're going to end this um, and we're going to we're going to put this in, in behind us. And we're all going to get a little bit of what we want. For example, Gormelts gets its license and its alcohol back. Um, and they don't uh, agree that they committed anything, you know, did anything wrong. Right. The ABC gets Gormelts to be without its alcohol license for three weeks. Right. Which was around what they were looking for, I think, in the I end. Anyway, granted, the three weeks time hasn't happened yet, but yeah. But there's no there's no way that they could sell alcohol between now and December 23rd. Sure. Anyway, so. Yeah. And that would be exactly three weeks at that point, 21 days. Right. Yeah. Um, and so everyone is just sort of, hey, OK, we all get a little bit of what we want. This is this is done. Now, yep. now I should point out, as you did, um, Gormelts' owner, Matt Strickland, you know, actively opposed the covid regulations. Um, and he's also running for the state Senate. I did not mention that, but that is also good to know. Yes. Yeah. And and um, and there are some other political things going on in the background. But if we get into them, this yeah, podcast we'll be here until a week from tomorrow, this this podcast will reach the point where we have to put a commercial in and no one wants right. it. So and nobody wants it. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so there's at the very beginning, usually. though. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, or it'll be like right now. And all of a sudden, you know, you'll have you know, right in the middle of us saying an important point. Have, have a commercial for 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 for, you know, like the Virginia lottery or something in the middle right. of as I'm getting on, on all of my podcasts now lately. Um, so sorry. Quick, quick. We, we love just the gave, Virginia lottery, but we way. just now gave a quick, quick ad to the Virginia lottery <laughs> as, as in the middle of this. Um, moving on, other big story. Another story that we've been following for several weeks now. This one I handled. Um, the Los Angeles Times, which has been all over this catfishing, fatal catfishing story, had another report out last night. And I've got to give them complete credit on this. They have just been, you know, digging and digging and digging on this story. Um they say that they have reviewed records that show that Austin Edwards, who is the state trooper who killed himself after killing three people and basically driving off with the teenage girl. They say that they have records that show that Austin Edwards told state police he had voluntarily checked himself into a mental health facility in 2016. Now, state police have maintained that Edwards did not disclose anything that would have kept him from being employed. While they do admit some human error in the hiring process, they said he didn't disclose anything. 
Now, of course, the Los Angeles Times have have these records. Also in 2016, the Los Angeles Times previously reported that Edwards had been detained for a psychiatric evaluation um, for threatening to harm himself and and kill his father. Um, Threatening to kill his father. He didn't actually kill his father. Um, So there's more here. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but what they're alleging is that, you know, things were clearly missed or not recorded or something happened here. Um, You know, we're, we're, there wasn't a further check of uh, this former state troopers uh, mental state at any, at any point. Um, Now I will again point out, he was a former state trooper when these crimes occurred. State police have been very, 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 uh, much stressing that, uh, that he was a former state trooper. He was not a state trooper when these crimes occurred. Um, he left a month earlier and then went to Washington, the Washington Sheriff's Department. But I will also point out that the Washington Sheriff's Department, Washington County Sheriff's Department, says that previous employers didn't raise any issues. So this all is connected. Yeah. But again, there's been and, a lot of reporting on this and it continues. Right. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, state police had said that the ending of the uh, employment by Edwards with the state police was amicable. Right. Right. And yeah. And they, they haven't gone into why he left because it's been, yeah. it was part of his personnel file. Um, yeah. But you know, they, they didn't say that there was anything that, you know, there wasn't anything there that would have kept him from being employed with, you know, right. right. Anybody, anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else. So, but again, this story continues to, 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 uh, Gets more to make waves, more curious. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so you know, again, another another major major story there that we've been following yeah. for first yeah. for several weeks. Um, wrapping up, this is less of a major story, but uh, still something important to know about uh, the city. I guess cracking down on speeders within the city limits. Yeah. Uh, this this is something that actually started Monday, um, December twelfth, and it's going until March the twelfth. It's a ninety day. Blitz in the city of Richmond by the Richmond Police Department, mainly targeting speeders. They uh, uh, Major uh, Donald Davenport with Richmond Police uh, said during a, a media availability that uh, Mayor Labarstoni had today that um, uh, they've had 27 fatalities in the city this year, um, 10 of which involved pedestrians. So they're going to kind of focus on the pedestrian side of that, too, making sure that you know, pedestrians cross at crosswalks and whatever, and and uh, and uh, and motorists are, you know, complying with the fact that these pedestrians are crossing at crosswalks. Um, he does say an interesting thing is that Richmond police, uh, just like a lot of other police agencies around the country, are doing more with less. And they have uh, D- Davenport said during his presentation today that he's gone through. Uh, some uh, officers on the force there have had their uh, cred- or credentials kind of lapse as far as going out and being able to run radar on city streets. Apparently, you need to be credentialed uh, every few years on that. And they, he says they need to be uh, re-credentialed to do that. But he also says that state police are going to help out in this too because, I mean, Richmond police have had people leave the force recently through various reasons. 
uh, pay or whatever, yeah. uh, or they just stop being police officers. Um, that so Richmond, uh, I mean Virginia State Police are going to help out with this. Uh, they're going to have uh, help with sobriety checkpoints from Henrico and Chesterfield. So it's really kind of a regional uh, cooperation with this thing too. So pay attention if you're driving through Richmond. He says that they have. Um, he didn't mention. Uh, what these areas are, but they mentioned, quote, hot spots where a lot of speeding happens. So they'll be in various precincts in the city. So they will be uh, concentrating on those areas. So don't be surprised if you see more police presence. Uh, and like I said, it's only speed is the main focus, but it's also going to uh, focus on other things such as impaired and inattentive driving, you know, looking at your phone or whatever. And uh, aggressive driving and uh, and like I said, pedestrian safety too. So it's a blitz that started this past Monday. So we're very much in the early stages of it. It lasts through March the 12th. Gotcha. Gotcha. So again, you know, just, just be aware if you're driving in the city, you know, slow down, follow the rules. They're going to be, right. they're going to be looking yep. out. Yep. So, and I imagine actually, uh, as we get in the holidays, all the departments are going to be looking out in very, very, oh, absolutely. City, but the city, this, city this just stressing the message. <laughs> yeah, they, they're doing that, but this is also a longer term thing for 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, yeah, you're going to go well past the holidays and into, don't be speed, don't be speeding in the city around Valentine's Day either. So, <laughs> <laughs> or any of the days before March 12th. Yes. <laughs> so. I was just doing the timing of three months in my head. That's all I mean. Right. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So this has been the Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us. Jeff will get the uh, next couple of days uh, off um, and uh, we'll hopefully be careful uh, driving in potentially <laughs> icy areas. We're not going to go. Yeah, I'm actually going on 81 tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. At least so, I'm going just, south and not north. Have a flashlight, extra, extra. Exactly. Bring a blanket yeah, for blanket and, days and, on the road. Yeah, for <laughs> and stuff in your car. And... Yeah. Uh, and, and without naming names, if you get on an icy situation on 81 and get off of the interstate, don't get back on. No. We're not going to name names as to someone who may have done that on 95 at one point or another. Right. So, um, but anyway, so this has been the Wednesday evening edition of It's News to Us. For Jeff Stapleton, I'm Matt Demline. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.